A minister told his congregation, quote, Next week I plan to preach about the sin of lying. And to help you understand, I want you all to read Mark 17. The following Sunday, as he prepared to deliver his sermon, the minister asked for a show of hands. He wanted to know how many had read Mark 17. Every hand went up. The minister smiled and said, Mark has only 16 chapters. I will now proceed with my sermon on the sin of lying. Well, it's not just the world out there that struggles with the Ninth Commandment. It's Christians too. So stay tuned with us tonight as we continue on our series on the Ninth Commandment on Sinners and Saints. In an age of moral bankruptcy, political sleaze, theological confusion, and aimless religion in a mindless church, we're addressing the need for a Bible-based, intellectually rigorous, 21st century Christian faith. This is Sinners and Saints. Theology with an edge. Hey, thanks for joining us here, Sinners and Saints, tonight. We're wrapping up our series on the Ten Commandments. We've winded down here. We're to the Ninth Commandment, the second show here. We've been dealing with all kinds of applications of this command. We're, we're tonight going to get down a little more specifically into lying, even though we touched on it more last time. But just think of how widely the practice uh, of lying uh, is. One guy says, we lie by omission and through the subtleties of spin. We engage in myriad forms of nonverbal deception, too. We use makeup, hair pieces, cosmetic surgery, clothing, other forms of adornment to disguise our true appearance. We apply artificial fragrances to misrepresent our body odors. We cry crocodile tears, fake orgasms, flash phony, have a nice day smiles. And he concludes, out-and-out verbalizer, just a small part of the vast tapestry of human deceit. So, you can see this is a wide-open topic for discussion. And joining us, as usual, Reverend Adam Kalushin from Ontario United Reformed Church, Reverend Moses Janbazian from Pasadena United Reformed Church, and I'm John Sautel, pastor at All Saints Reformed Church. Before we get into the, the breadth of how lies can be taken or understood or all of its uh, various forms and manifestations and deception and so forth, let's just... Boil this down to a simple principle. First of all, what is lying? Lying is when you withhold information that someone has a right to know or you deceive them about what the truth is. And it is that person's right to know that will determine whether or not what you are doing is appropriate or inappropriate. Yeah, let's think about that qualification. It's speaking the truth to those who have a right to know it. Notice that there are obviously situations in life, and we see examples of this in the Scripture, where you are not required to speak the truth to someone if they don't have the right to know it. In fact, it would be wrong to speak the truth to people that don't have the right to know it. Okay, let's give a series of test cases here, because this is this is going to be a little tricky to apply, those who are entitled to it. Let's think of the issue here of what this one writer includes under the category of lying, because I, I don't really think it fits when he talks about nonverbal deception, he puts under that category makeup, hair pieces, cosmetic surgery, have a nice day smiles. Can that, right. now, under people, our interpretation right. of what a lie is, can well, that really be categorized as a lie? Well, no, because you ask the question, does everybody in society, my neighbor who sees me, do they have a right 
uh, a fair expectation that they have to see me in all of my glory? <laughs> the answer is hopefully not. Okay, so if somebody comes by and grabs hold of Moses' hair and pulls on it, and it if were, they can get a, <laughs> can they get up close enough, uh, but or a handful? Let, if let's they, just anyway. yeah, if they can get a handful of it. Let's just say if he had a hair piece on, did he have a right to tell them? Uh, no, this is my hair. You don't have a right to the truth. Or, or does he have to say I am balding to them? And do they have to see that? No, they don't have a right to that. He can represent whether or not he has hair or whatever, how much, what kind of toupee he wants to wear. It's up to him. It's entirely up to him. They don't have a right to expect that they should see Moses how he really is. In fact, I don't think they'd want that. <laughs> and, and please, do we really want people... Walking around who aren't wearing deodorant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have a right to smell your deodorant. I have a right to make you really cringe yeah. when I walk in the room. Okay, so let me give you another scenario here to test out this theory of a lie being something that truth, that someone who is entitled to receive the truth, uh, you don't give it to them. Let's think about a study here somebody did um, a while back. They videotaped secretly a uh, a number of, let's say, college-age students who talk with a stranger for about 10 minutes. Total stranger. And uh, at the end of the, of the day, the guy's uh, study results indicated that the 60 people who participated in that uh, little test told about three lies in the space of 10 minutes to a stranger. Now, does that fit this scenario, that they are withholding truth from someone who is entitled to it? Well, again, it would depend on the nature of the conversation and what are being classified as lies. If the definition is as broad as that previous author where deodorant and makeup would count as lies, then I would say we have a non-issue here. If, on the other hand, the stranger happens to be a policeman asking if you witnessed an accident and you did and then you lie about it uh, in order to cover up for a friend or something like that, then no, it would not be acceptable. So we really have to be careful and ask, where is this being applied? How is it being applied? And that's not to say that God's standards are variable, but it is to say that we are living in a fallen world and its application is not always going to be clear cut to sinners. So we have to think. Okay. We come back after the break. We're going to give you a few more of those more challenging uh, scenarios to think through as everyday applications to your own life. So stay tuned with us here on Sinners and Saints. Men, you're invited to attend the annual Wednesday Night Men's Forum throughout the month of July at Grace Evangelical Church in Torrance. This year's topics include murdering for Caesar, why Christians don't speak in tongues, white-hot, cutting-edge, spirit-filled worship, and how the world is really going to end. Come meet the host of Sinners and Saints along with Dr. Kim Riddlebarger. For more information, call 310-782-7019. All Scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. In other words, what Paul is saying is that if you want to be wise unto salvation and learn to live for God's glory, you need the Word of God. And that's why I'm inviting you to come worship with us at All Saints Reformed Church. Hi, my name is Pastor John Sautel. I'm pastor of All Saints Reformed Church out in Walnut, California. We can't promise you you'll be entertained with high-energy music or thrilling performances or exciting worship or trendy programs, but we will promise you that you'll get the Bible. Because in our worship, we read the Bible, we sing the Bible, we pray the Bible, and we preach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book. If you want to come to know God through His Word and to grow in His grace and knowledge, then we invite you to worship with us 
at All Saints Reformed Church. For more information, call us at 909-319-3479. That's 909-319-3479. Or check us out on the web at allsaintsreformed.org. Back after the break here on Sinners and Saints, thanks for joining us here. We're dealing with this Ninth Commandment and some of its uh, more questionable applications, trying to figure out what exactly is a lie and what isn't a lie. Presented some some basic scenarios under the, at the end of the last segment. Let's try a few more here, because I've actually heard this scenario posed to people before, and granted, it's not your everyday scenario. But let's just, for the sake of argument, work on it a minute here to see whether how, what kind of principles are operating here. In the Ninth Commandment, let's say a would-be rapist breaks into your house, you're married, you have children and so forth, and he uh, comes to you and you meet him and say in the living room, your wife's in the bedroom, and uh, he says, tell me where your wife is right now. And uh, now with this principle that we're working with here, uh, a lie is deliberately withholding the truth from somebody who has the right to know, you say, well, A, she's in the bedroom, B, she's not home, C, take a flying leap or whatever what what is the right answer to that well for let's deal with what are the possible options one is like you said tell him exactly where she is and there are some people who have written and who would say yeah absolutely you are called to speak the truth always and therefore you are not free to lie no matter what the consequences are you have to trust the providence of god and just simply speak the truth and pray that god doesn't let anything bad happen yeah which I just don't see that scripturally as being a warranted position, but it has been held. And unfortunately, a lot of people who just approach theology in a shallow, non-thinking way would say, well, absolutely, you have to trust the providence of God. Yeah, and the appeal of that kind of hardline stance is that it makes it easy. And that's what people love. They yeah, just I, love a simple sure. law that they can stick by and then kind of think that they fulfilled the law and been righteous. But the fallen world is much more complex than that. We have to be sensitive to that. So we do have to go then to the idea of, does this man have a right to know this information? Is he going to use this information in a righteous manner? And obviously, based on the fact he has broken into your home, is threatening you, and wants to know where your wife is, who you're responsible to protect, then no, he has no right to know this information. In fact, it is incumbent upon you to protect the woman who is depending on you. Therefore, whether it's lying, cheating, stealing, attacking him, killing him, all these are much better options than speaking the truth and saying, oh, she is located in such and such a room. Yeah, now they're, most here is demonstrating the principle for us of balancing the commandments in their application, right? You, uh, you're facing a situation where, where if you lie, you are actually fulfilling the other commandment, thou shalt not murder, by protecting the life of that one who's under your care. So you have to apply these commandments with the other commandments and balance them in these particular situations. And let's be clear here, this is not choosing the lesser of two evils. We are saying one option is evil, one option is good. It is not that you would have a situation where you have to pick which commandment you're breaking. We're saying you're not breaking this commandment. Because if there is a situation in real life where you have to choose the lesser of two evils, that would mean that Jesus Christ himself was in a situation where he had to make an evil choice because he's been tempted in every way as we are. And we know that God in Christ, does not sin, cannot sin, and therefore a lesser of two evils option is not this situation. The key here with this principle 
is determining who who is entitled to the truth. If you just dogmatically and rigidly say you can never engage in any deception whatsoever in any kind of scenario, you eliminate all kinds of silly little deception scenarios that you've never thought. Let's just think you're out playing ball or something. It would be wrong for you on the other rigid dogmatic principles to say you could never fake left and go right because you just faked out and deceived your opponent. You could think of a million stupid little ticky-tack illustrations of this. But There's even a denomination that says you can't ever go to a movie or watch a play because these oh, are people these acting guys. and therefore they are always portraying a lie. Well, they're not really lying because they we know that this is a make-believe thing. Therefore, it's like a fairy tale. It's not a lie because it was never meant to be the truth. Okay, so we've grappled with this a little bit to help flesh out for you, hopefully, how you might start thinking about applying this principle. A lie being withholding the truth from somebody who has a right to it. Now, there's going to be some people who are going to say, but wait a second... Uh, there's a growing body of scientific evidence which suggests that some people are just plain old hardwired to lie. I was reading an article uh, recently that says that pathological liars have structural abnormalities that could make fibbing, fibbing come naturally. They are better wired for complex computations involved in sophisticated lies. And then they go on to cite the fact that pathological liars, according to some research, suggest that they have an enlarged prefrontal cortex, which has a, a greater amount of white matter than gray matter than normal people. Well, the question on this, of course, is chicken and the egg type of a thing. Is it because of all the lies that they've always been telling that their cortex has gone to this thing, or is it that it came first? And Quite frankly, I think that you're missing the point with this because let's say that these people are pathological liars and they can do nothing else. That means that when they're starving, you should be able to eat in front of them and they will keep denying that they're hungry until they drop dead of starvation. And I've never heard of anyone getting to that point. So you know that it's not an uncontrollable thing. Well, and this reminds me of the debate that a lot of times Christians have about homosexuality. You have one contingent and it tends to be coming from the world that a person is born with homosexual inclination, they can't do anything about it. And you have Christians arguing vehemently that no, everybody has a choice. To which we've responded, I think in the past on the show, does it really matter whether or not a person is born with an inclination, physically or otherwise, toward a particular kind of deviant behavior? It's still wrong. And I would say the same thing with lying. I don't really, I'm not interested in the physiological debate about whether or not a person is has a proclivity to lying. I mean, it's still deviant behavior that ought to be controlled and be repented from. Hey, all kinds of questions are being raised by this Ninth Commandment. We come back after the break. We're going to continue to deal with some of the applications of this command. So stay tuned with us tonight on Sinners and Saints. Are you looking for a church that values the Word of God and the rediscovery of its riches in the Protestant Reformation? Hi, I'm Pastor Adam Kalustian. I want to invite you to join us at the Ontario United Reformed Church. We worship on Sundays at 10 a.m. and 5.30 p.m. Take the Euclid Avenue exit off the 60 freeway, go north one block to Philadelphia Street, turn right, and you'll see us. That's the Ontario United Reformed Church, 866-99-UNITED. There is no greater joy in the Christian's life than to worship God according to His Word, and there is nowhere better in the San Gabriel Valley to do this than at the Pasadena United Reformed Church. So come join us this Sunday at 9 a.m. and at 6 p.m. at 226 West Colorado Boulevard in Arcadia. 
You can call us at 866-99-UNITED or look us up on the web at centersaint.org. Back after the break, we're glad you've been joining us here in this discussion tonight on the Tenth Commandment. A lot of important and practical issues here addressed. Sure, some of them you're not going to face on a day-to-day basis, but hopefully what we've done here is kind of set out the principles that you need to be thinking about and applying. Uh, Lying is withholding truth deliberately from people who have a right to it. But we don't want to just end on sort of a negative note here on this two-part series on the Ninth Commandment. It'd be good for us to wrap up tonight with uh, maybe some positive applications. What does the Ninth Commandment tell us to do? Now, Ephesians 4.25, I think, is a good place to start in this, because the Apostle Paul, giving the pattern of redeemed life, says, Ephesians 4.25, Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbors, for we're members of one another. What does that mean for us in our Christian walk? Well, partly it means that you need to be willing to be known. And so since you're going to be speaking the truth, that means you're not going to be deceiving others about who you are. And since you're ashamed of many of your sins, that should be strong motivation to grow in your sanctification that you can speak the truth about what it means to be a believer. And people can actually see it and rejoice in it. You also have another situation which happens often that, you know, someone in the area, in your group, is not particularly well liked by everyone else. He's sort of an outcast. And you have information that can actually improve that person's image, but you're afraid that you'll be lowered to his level rather than him being raised up to yours. So you withhold information about who this person is that's positive, and that would also fit into this command. You know, that fits really well with what Paul says here. Put aside lying and speak the truth, for we are members of one another, or we're neighbors, we're interconnected. Hey, Paul is pointing out here a duty of this command. It's to not just lift up your own name, but lift up the name of the people around you who you have relationships with, family, friends, church people, whatever. Yeah, let's let's just let this law speak to us like the other ones have. Let it convict us of our own unwillingness to love our neighbor as ourselves. Let's uh, find that we have life in Christ and forgiveness in him for this kind of deceit and lack of concern for others. But let's go forward by God's grace and thankful obedience to this. Let's consider that we are members of each other and that it is our privilege and duty to speak the truth about everything and about each other. One more thing here, the catechism says, Heidelberg Catechism, that is, it says, in matters of judgment and justice and all other affairs, here's the positive application of the Ninth Commandment. I love, speak honestly, and confess the truth. This is the positive application of the Ninth Commandment to you. Hey, John, before you close it out tonight, we can't tell you how excited we are that we're going to be found on start.urclearning.org on June 25th. We'll run the announcement here again at the end of the show so you can hear it. But I want you to know we're joining the digital revolution, and you're going to be a part of it, and we're excited about that. So stay tuned to hear the announcement about start.urclearning.org. This is going to be a great opportunity for all of us because now not only will you be able to hear what we're saying, but you'll also be able to interact with us more directly because you will have not only the entire archives of this show, but you will have the sermons from our churches. You will also be able to read the literature that we're recommending. You'll be able to actually email us and converse with us on these things. Yeah, one reason why we're so excited about this is because this is going to be of, of more service and help to you. These shows, all the information that we've been passing out for the last few years or so, is going to now be 
thoroughly portable. That means you don't have to tell your friend who you'd like to listen in, have listen in on some of this stuff. Oh, you got to sit down at 830, be sure there's Sunday night, KKLA or whatever. No, now that they have this uh, tool at their disposal, they can carry this with them, whether they're out walking, jogging, they've gone down to the gym, they're driving their car. As we start podcasting these things, they can sign up as subscribers and they don't have to wait till 830 or any particular time, night or day, it's available to them. That's right. It's time for Reformed Christians to uh, shine their light a little bit more broadly, isn't it? We don't uh, force people to listen to KKLA Sunday nights at 8.30, but we're going to have people go to this new website, start.urclearning.org. It's going to be the new home of the show. We're going to have all our sermons up on there, all kinds of resources for you, and people are going to be finding this stuff internationally too. So we as a Reformed community around the world are going to have access to the basic teachings of the Scripture as summarized by the Reformed Confessions and as applied in our churches today. That We're going to be on for about three more weeks on KKLA, and then we want you to follow us over to start.urclearning.org. Again, all the old shows are going to be archived there, and then we're going to start doing new shows week by week, so you want to keep checking back at the website. New unauthorized shows that we can't air on KKLA. Larger and uncut versions. Uh, it's going to be an expanded uh, opportunity for you to learn, grow, and to get exposed to Reformed faith. So please check us out at start.urclearning.org. By the way, we've been saying now for the past, past few weeks, we want you to email us with your questions. Those questions will be topics for the next several shows. We want to find out what kinds of issues this series on the Ten Commandments has been raising in your own thinking. So please contact us. At 866-99-UNITED, leave the question there on the listener line, or email us. You can come to uh, our website, centersaint.org, centersaint.org, and just go to the button where it says leave comments. Uh, Click on that and drop us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for joining us tonight on Sinners and Saints. We've been covering the Ninth Commandment. Stay tuned for more exciting developments here on Sinners and Saints. Join us next week as we tackle more topics with the truth of God's Word on Sinners and Saints, Theology with an Edge. For more information, call 866-99-UNITED or log on to the web at urcsocal.org. That's 866-99-UNITED. Hey, Centers and Saints fans, your co-host, John Sautel, and the boys here with exciting news about our show joining the International Digital Revolution. We're launching start.urclearning.org, your new web home for Centers and Saints, and for every resource you need to explore confessional Reformed Christianity. That's right, John. Starting June 25th, start.urclearning.org will be the new exclusive home to our Centers and Saints broadcast, but it will be much more. The new start.urclearning.org promises to be your one-stop, massive resource center. You'll hear the sermons we're preaching in our churches. You'll hear lectures about doctrine and real life in the Christian faith. You'll hear Bible study series unfolding the Word of God and much more. And the best part is you can download all of it for free for play on your PC or iPod or MP3 player. You techies out there can subscribe to all the audio on the site through your podcatchers, Odeo, iTunes, Yahoo Podcasting, whatever service that you use. And you can subscribe to all the non-audio stuff on the site through whichever blog catcher or reader or aggregator you're using. And I'll tell you what else. Start.urclearning.org is going global. It starts here at home in your neighborhood 
where you can register your interest in becoming part of an emerging Reformed church in your area. But you'll also find translations into foreign languages. Start.urclearning.org is your bridge to like-minded believers of all cultures and all places. Imagine that. You will be learning the Reformed faith with your brothers and sisters across Los Angeles, the United States, and beyond into Mexico, Nigeria, and China. And let's not forget, my friends, that on start.urclearning.org, you will hear the old and new unauthorized versions of Sinners and Saints, where we are not forced to squeeze ourselves into the conventional mold of Christian radio. At start.urclearning.org, we can say what we want, and it ain't going to be pretty. So get ready. Start.urclearning.org is coming. Start.urclearning.org, starting June 25th, the new exclusive home of Sinners and Saints, and much, much more. Start.urclearning.org. Located in the heart of Los Angeles, Grace Evangelical Church is a Reformed church, committed to the three forms of unity, the solas of the Reformation, the doctrines of grace, the preaching of the law and the gospel, the weekly administration of the Lord's table, along with catechism classes for adults and children. Give us a call at area code 310-782-7019. 310-782-7019.